It took me a while to recover from the waves of discomfort on Tuesday night. I spent 75% of the time with my head tucked into my shirt, rocking back and forth, begging our host Chris Harrison to make it stop. He didn't. Some guy in Austin and I trudge on. We answered the questions we know you were asking yourselves during this episode. We asked them too. Does Claire have the emotional capacity to get through any of these dates without assuming everyone hates her? Will bearded Blake find a bleeding horse head in his bed? Is it possible for Jason to ever feel joy again? How many pairs of shoes did Bennett actually bring with him? And what's the ratio of Belgian loafers to regular loafers? I guess it doesn't technically matter what's going on with all these yahoos because Claire has found her husband and she's about to call it quits. Everyone else on this island is just a speed bump in the highway that leads her straight to Dale. This episode's festivities ignited a flaming garbage can of vacillating moods for all involved. I can't wait to see how Claire gets around that pesky contract. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 185 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Ray. I'm here with some guy in Austin. And we are going to discuss episode two of Claire's, I'm using air quote, journey to find love. Now, several things happened last night that had me rocking back and forth with my head tucked into my shirt because I was either embarrassed or upset or frustrated or sad. Lots of emotions, lots of things. Big things happened on every single date that made me either want to throw up or throw the remote at the TV or yell. Did you have the same reaction I did? Yeah. And I, I just want to make one suggestion before we go into this. Um, if I ever give you the wrong answer, will you make me take off an article of clothing? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing was uncomfortable. I thought, you know, just when you think that, that there can't be a, mm-hmm. another twist to this show. Oh my God. Um, yeah, there uh, is. I know we're going to get to this, but Claire's, um, me, 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 me reaction mm-hmm. on that date was priceless. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the strip dodgeball was extremely uncomfortable for mm-hmm. me to watch, even me. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you that. I mean, yeah, I, didn't, I, mean, it, I don't think it – often it, it is not impossible to degrade the men. I know. You know look, if, if you had women in their bras, and which I think they did a version of that when yeah, uh, in Peter season. Wrestling remember? or something. Yeah, pillow fighting or something mm-hmm. on the in the ring. Um I just, you know, I didn't think it was possible to just degrade the men in the situation because all of them seemed to love being shirtless and, you know, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. But they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the uh, languages of love date, maybe they could give them a little lead in because <laughs> I thought the Claire and the, and the window and the castle or whatever it was, <laughs> super uncomfortable i mean let's talk about let's talk about that one that was that was the first your podcast there's so much information (laughs) where do we begin it's just layers i feel like i feel like a a, a 
I feel like an eagle who's been out hunting for the, for its young, and I've just got all this food in me that I need to regurgitate. I haven't digested any of it. Gross. It's just sitting there, ready to be regurgitated. So cool. pretend you're a baby bird, <laughs> and I've just hit the nest, and you're extremely hungry for regurgitated nonsense. Okay. <laughs> Out of 185 podcast episodes, I think that's a solid intro. I think yeah. it's one of the best. Let's do group date number one. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter who was on the group date. We can get to that in a minute. But as you mentioned, it's all about love languages. Now, mm-hmm. did you understand or know what love languages were before going into this episode? It's funny you say that. I actually have a blog post about this because um, when I was still trying to woo um, Mrs. Some Guy, she um, made me read the book. <laughs> and um, so, yes, I'm I all too it. familiar with love languages. <laughs> yeah. Can you name the five love languages right now off the top of your head? Well, my, mine was um, my, mine. I only know my love language. Oh, that's great. You need to but, know your wife's love language too. <laughs> well, no, there, there's, there's a few the, off the top of my head is words of affirmation. Yes. Um, and then there's, there's the, I don't know how do you phrase it, but it's like doing things. Acts of service. Yes. Acts of service. Those are the only two I really know. Okay. Um, my, mine would be, um, words uh, of affirmation. No, mine would be, um, mm. leaving me alone <laughs> and only contacting me, um, when I'm feel like being annoyed. Okay. <laughs> that's not one. <laughs> that's not one? No. That, that's, that's number six, probably. <laughs> oh, that's the JV version. No, yours are you're totally words of affirmation, right? No, no, no. I'm I'm yes, an acts of service guy. Wait, 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 wait. How, no, how do I show my love or how yeah, do I receive love? Receiving love, your words of affirmation. Um, yeah, I think I'm a words of affirmation. Yeah. And then showing I'm a service your guy. You're a service I, guy. I, I, now... Do, 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 do. Right. Yeah. Explaining it, a service does not necessarily mean we're going to go serve the homeless or we're going to go serve in mission work. It's more of I'm going to cook dinner tonight so you don't have to. Right. I'm, do the laundry, mm-hmm. mow the yard. Right. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to do something for you. Right. And that's how you show your love, but there's also a way that you receive love. So you kind of have to think of it both ways. Yeah. And, and that's great. So the five love languages are words of affirmation, receiving gifts, physical touch, quality time, and acts of service. Mm-hmm. For this group date, they started off, this was really awkward. And like you said, they deserved some some time to think about this because they, for some reason, put Claire in the top of a tower. It's like, think one act play, Romeo and Juliet. Uh-huh. And there she is in the window and the guys are standing below her and they literally are supposed to say nice things about her. So words yeah. of affirmation. Now, can, now, can you imagine, mm-mm. I'm sorry to cut you off, but that was heavily edited. Yeah. And it was still a rambling mess of oh, it was bad. nonsense. It was yeah, can bad. You Im- yeah, but but did you notice when they came out of that date, it was dusk? No. Yeah, replay it when they're on the steps of the the La Quinta. Um, it was like the Fiesta Room or something, or <laughs> Quarto de Fiesta or some whatever it was. <laughs> it's 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 like dusk, and I thought, did it really take? You know, it was like eight in the morning when they. Anyway, so I was like, God, can you imagine being the cameraman? 
I thought the same thing because it was like, are they in the conference room that they've tried to dress up to look yeah, a little that's exactly, bit? Yeah. Okay. I was waiting for, with that set, I was waiting for like a puppet show or something. <laughs> like the, I was like, they're, oh, how cute. Their puppets are going to pop out of the thing and they're going to look like Claire. And no, no, they had to say like, uh, um, all of them said a version of something like, I'm here for you uh-huh. and I'm opening myself up and I've never opened myself up before. And uh-huh. even You're though there are it. dozens of mm. shirtless pictures of me on Instagram, I'm shy. <laughs> you know, it's all it's shit, stuff like that, you know, and you're just like, okay. And, and she, she ate it up. She did because yeah. guess what her love language is? Words of affirmation. You have to tell her yeah. how great she is or she is will fly off the handle. Is catering to crazy? Is that a love language? I mean, it's right there with "leave me alone." Your other Look, one, I, yeah. That's I hate seven. to use this. I hate to use the c word when it comes to Claire uh, yeah. crazy, um, mm-hmm. but there was some evidence yeah. this week. She's teetering. She's teetering mm-hmm. on it. So yeah. they they make them all stand up there and tell her how great she is, and she literally cries, thinking, "No one's ever said that to me before. This is so wonderful." Well, okay, but they made them do it. So I don't know why she's so emotional about it, thinking this was just out of the blue. No, they told them to tell her how great she is. So that was kind of weird. Then they went on to receiving gifts. So apparently they gave them something like two minutes to run. They had to run back to their little cabanas and come back with something that was personal of theirs, wrap it, and then give it to her in the tower room again. Now they were clearly coached because, okay. well, because no one I know travels with their lucky baseball. <laughs> um, no you one don't? I know. <laughs> well, you know, look, it depends on where I'm going. I feel okay. like, you know, I'm really going to need my lucky baseball. I'm going to put it in my suitcase. Uh huh. Um, some other guy gave her his favorite shirt, which I thought he had like an shit moment. Like I forgot the gift. <laughs> He's like, huh? okay. Um, and then right. said. You can sleep in this. Yeah. And I literally swallowed bile back. What, do you the... remember what the next sentence was? No. It smells like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Well, we know he wasn't wearing it on Instagram, so it's probably not sweaty. I'm sure. Um, and what, so what were some of the other ones? I forgot, but I remember uh, the baseball. Piece they gave chess piece. The, I thought the, the chess piece was good. Yeah. I thought I, that was good. It was simple. Was mm-hmm. um, it's, it, it said something about him and it was, it was good. I mean, I thought the baseball was good too, but I felt like going, dude, don't give away your childhood baseball. Right. To, to Surely Claire. she gave that back to him. Now, question for you. Yeah. Let's say you were given a heads up and said, hey, you have to bring a gift. What would you have brought for Claire? A giant cubic zirconia ring. Okay. And I would have said. <laughs> yeah, let's hear or, what you, know, you would I, have I take said. That back. I would have brought a piece of coal <laughs> and said, Put this, this represents the early phases of our relationship. And hopefully one day this will press itself into a diamond. <laughs> Put it up your butt and let's see what happens. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, the other thing I thought about was maybe an autographed copy of Harrison's book. Oh, that would have been smooth because you have yeah. one of those. I do. As, as do I. As do I. Yeah. Uh, if you had forgotten to give her a gift, what would you have pulled from your suitcase? Um, I don't know, like Q-tips. <laughs> 
hybrid hair paste. Right, hybrid hair paste. I always travel with a lot of Q-tips. Why? Um, but here's another quirk of mine. I can't believe I'm going to admit this on yeah. your podcast. Um, we know several of my quirks: touching right. my food, using don't reusing touch a your towel. Food. Yeah, don't reuse yeah. a towel. Yeah. yeah, we have to do um, laundry every Sunday. Another thing I can't stand is wet ears when I get out of the shower. Aha. Uh-huh. Or or a pool or something. I have to Q-tip them. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's a very very uncomfortable feeling for me. So I always travel in my little, um, you know, with my my toiletries it is uh-huh. included in is a quality set of Q-tips. Now when you go to a hotel. And the, you give you those plastic things right. with with like a millimeter. Exactly. Of, Come on. Yeah, you can really do some damage with that if you're not prepared. So anyway, as a professional traveler, I always travel with Q-tips, and I would give Claire a Q-tip, and I would say something like, um, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> Many people use Q-tips to clean their ears, and that's what I use them for. And this symbolizes the fact that I will always listen to what you have to say. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's what I would say. You could you could you could totally improv it. You could yeah. totally now. Do you use a one Q-tip for one ear on both sides, or do you use one side for one ear and one side for the other ear? So it's just one Q-tip. I use Q- two Q-tips. One I use both sides um, on one ear and both sides um, of the second Q-tip on the other ear. Now you know our good friend Laura, my roommate. Um, somewhat chastised me recently yes. for not using to, Q-tips. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that, but um, I, I don't care. Because uh, do you I'm, know what? Uh, I do the exact same thing. Well, Every no. time I get out of the shower, I have to Q-tip my ears. Yeah, this is why we're friends. This is why we're friends. I, w- I will let other people touch my food, though, but yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the laundry part of your acts of service and your love mm-hmm. language. That's great. See, but th- that's the thing. Like, acts of service... Um, I guess motivation doesn't matter maybe, but aren't, aren't when, when I'm doing laundry and, and being neat and around the house and cleaning things, shouldn't my intent be to yes. please miss some guy? Yes. Well, it's not, it's just, it's a selfish desire. to. <laughs> meet so my you own need neuroses. to work on how you, I'm sure she appreciates that, but there, if, uh, if her love language is not acts of service, there's something else you could do. That's really simple. That would, really send her over the edge, you know? Her, her love language, she's a combination of um, words of affirmation and mm-hmm. physical touch. She likes hugging and stuff, which oh. I just, I mean, no room for that. <laughs> <laughs> she's like going to hug me and I'm like brushing by her like she's she's stepped in front of me and on my way to my train in the subway. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> That is so mean and awful. You it's, should go hug good. her. Remember last week how you went and picked her up? You should go hug her right now and yeah, see Yeah, and then remember how that went for me? <laughs> it did. <laughs> now, granted, I've probably dug my own, you know, hole on that one. I have to stand in it, but, um, you know, I'll work on it. You need to. You need to work on it. The next thing they did, you just mentioned it, was physical touch. Very, very awkward. Mm-mm. Why they, don't you tell the, tell the yes, folks how yes, they yes, set yes. that up? Because it wasn't just like they go off in the secret um, yeah, Peter the, Weber. As boom. Stephanie said, they didn't go do seven minutes of heaven like a normal That's person. Right. They right. gave her a blindfold and him a blindfold. So she doesn't know who's, co- allegedly, she doesn't know who's coming up. Mm-hmm. And so all they're supposed to do is 
grope each other. That's what they were doing, groping right. each other. Apparently, grope they a, told a, them. That's appropriate. Isn't it? Right. Apparently, they told them, hey, no one needs to do any kissing. No one kiss anybody because no one did. You just need to grope each other. Right. And no squeezing. No squeezing. No but grope. she kept talking about how they smell. That must be a thing for her. And then she could go, giggle, giggle. I can tell who this is. And then she would grab pecs and arms and they mm. would grab things. And the awkward part is that they're grabbing in front of the other dudes just standing there. It wasn't even, remember like on some of those dates, I can't remember whose season it was where they, they put the, the, the uh, most unstable, insecure person like 50 yards away. Yeah. And then they let them comment on, oh my gosh, they're kissing or they're touching. Right. All of these guys. Yeah. We're literally less than five feet. I mean, there was no social distancing. No, no, no. They're it, like in it, a circle around them yeah. almost. A semicircle. Yeah, like, I mean, they might as well have done this in an elevator. Mm-hmm. That's how close they were. That's exactly right. And uh, Claire got a little too carried away, I thought, <laughs> I in light too. of the fact that there were six other dudes watching this I happen. Do. I agree. But, you know, this is her game. This is her journey. This is her show. There are no rules. So she's... I mean, she has said that on multiple occasions that she is not holding back. And she proved that about four times this episode. Yep. She that likes to be being pursued. one of them. She does. And so when they're making these guys, again, I would like to point that out, to do all these love languages, she's feeling like a princess. She's feeling mm-hmm. like, oh, look at all these. I don't know how many guys are there. Eight. Oh, look, they all these eight guys love me so much. And this is so great. Which leads me to quality time was next. Obviously, that means at the after cocktail party, everybody gets some alone time with Claire. In theory. In theory. Claire (laughs) shows up in her electric blue tight, tight, tight dress. And hey, boys. And she's floating on her love language high. Mm -hmm. She sits down and it is crickets. No one speaks. I mean, it, it was it was almost like they were waiting for um, the uh, what do you call that thing that said that like that does action, you know, like take two or whatever. Like, what do they call that thing? The the clippy the thing? Clapper? Yeah, whatever it is. I mean, they, they were waiting for somebody to say, um, OK, go, go now. Yeah. Go, yeah. But I don't think that's what happens. I think they're all assuming this is the bachelorette. Claire is going to say, hey, Dale, of course, would you like to go off and and visit? So she's waiting for somebody to (laughs) step up and say, hey, let's go. And it was a solid one, two, three, four, five. That is a long time of silence, five seconds of silence. And finally, she's I can't remember what she says, something like, well, Shall we get this party started or something like that? And then yeah. they sit there again because they think, okay, she's going to go. I, I fully believe every single one of them thought that. It's and, and then Bennett, oh, Bennett is the one that steps up and they go off. And maybe he has 30 minutes, I mean, 30 seconds of conversation with her. She was irked before she, she got to the couch. She was so mad. And she yep. stops him and says, hey, Something is really bothering me right now, and I need to go take care of that. Well, you... before we before we get to what she was taking care of, mm. didn't you think it was going to be like um, Dale? Look, let's just call this what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was going to do because she kept saying like, 
Oh, I'm just so excited to see these guys, Dale. I can't <laughs> wait till these guys see me on this day, Dale. I mean, everything, she could have ended every sentence with Dale. It's yeah. kind of like when you read a fortune cookie and you say your mom or in bed or whatever after it, you know? What? You never play that game where you no. read a fortune cookie and you add what your mom you after it? What are you saying? Yeah. So, like, you know, good things will come to you uh, with your mom or something like that. It makes it funnier. Or you say in bed, you know, and it just makes it funnier. But I feel like she could have added with Dale to anything she said, and it would have been true. That is that is accurate. Yes, that is accurate. She also, you could tell, I bet she was really into Dale. And like you said, and then all of a sudden, there's just so many great guys. And, and I think, And I think they're wonderful. Dale. And I really, really hope that I get to meet everyone tonight in quality time. Dale. <laughs> They should just have like Harrison off camera saying Dale whenever she. I was about to say Harrison's so... over there going, "You've got, you got to talk to the other people. Yeah, Here's like, your look, contract. You need tap to say. the brakes. Tap the brakes because look, you're going to get to Dale eventually. We know you like him. You've said it a lot. So she comes out and they're all sitting around wherever by the pool, and she lays into them. She yeah, has a different look on her face. She's very stern. Her brow is furrowed. And she says, does anyone not want to talk to me? That was very uncomfortable for me because no one asked me to right. go off and talk. And I can't believe if y'all want to be with each other, just go and I'll go back to my well, room think, and go I to bed. I think the phrase she used was, if you want to bro out. Oh, yeah. I, I thought, you know, that was so disrespectful, though, because... I, Clearly, all those guys were blindsided. The best yeah. was Yusuf or Yosef. Yosef, right? Yeah. We're going to talk about him later, but he, he, you, you could literally see it click at that moment for him. He's just looking at her like, uh-uh. she's nuts. Yep. I'm going to have to deal with this the rest of my life if I deal with her. And you could tell he was, he was over it. I thought, you know, the guy that stood up and got super macho about. Yeah. Nobody speaks for me. I thought that was ridiculous. Okay, he, that's what I do want to talk about. Because Yosef, when she's she's laying into everybody, yeah. and they're all shocked, thinking, what is happening here? You can tell. Like you said, yeah. they didn't see it coming. So Yosef <laughs> says, I think I can speak for the group when I say, and she cuts him off and says, do not speak for the group. You speak for yourself. And yeah. then that's when that other guy you were talking about, Riley, gets up and he's like, yeah, I'll speak for myself. You don't speak yeah. for me. And then they get in a fight. So That was a bunch of macho nonsense. It, both of them macho? Either no, of, no. Both of I them Yusuf, just... I, I had mixed feelings on Yusuf because I, you know, I think he's just realized really quickly that um, he didn't want to be there. And I think that's just coming across. Mm-hmm. But I was sort of impressed by his response. I mean, it's always good when somebody goes... It's ironic. It's always, to me, it's always refreshing when somebody actually interjects reality into the show. Yeah. And he, he, you could tell he was like, I don't, you know, then she snapped his head off and he said later, you know, I was interested in talking to you until you humiliated me. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if a bachelor came back in there and was like, I'm the bachelor for right. God's sakes. Right. I would like all of you women, you know, notwithstanding the uh, striptease date we have planned. Mm. I would like all of you right now to fawn over me. That's mm-hmm. essentially what she wanted. Exactly. Now, let me just tell you, um, we're going to talk about Claire, and I'm not going to psychoanalyze her, but she's the type of woman, based upon what I'm seeing on TV, 
that kind of would get off on seeing guys like fight over her, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. like, um, how dare you grab my girlfriend's rear end in the bar type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. That's why she's attracting these types of guys. She's yeah. demanding that there's some macho standard of, you know, I want you guys to, to, you know, treat me like raw meat and fight over me. Yeah. You know, that's that's my again. woman. She said that a couple of times that that's right. my it's woman. Ridiculous. And, and it's, it's completely, um, it, it is, it is, um, very eye-opening. Now, look again, she had a, a parent loss, a father loss, very mm-hmm. young in life. And I got to tell you, I mean, you know, bad coping strategies, anxiety, um, you know, low self-esteem I mean, all those things go with that. And I just, you know, she's clearly not over any of that, mm-hmm. I think. And it's all carrying over into the way she's handling herself here. And the few guys that I think are, you know, down to earth enough to realize that this is not like the end all be all. They don't have to win the bachelor to be somebody in life. Yeah. Those is Yosef or whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They're they're over it. And I think you're going to have more than one guy bail out too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like they all unionize and, and strike. Who, who, who was the other guy that didn't know anything about her? That was awesome. Oh yeah, we'll get to him. That was that <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts of this entire episode. <laughs> but we'll get to him. I think that we also need to point out that Riley, he's the he's the guy that got mad at Yosef saying, "Hey, I speak for myself. Don't you dare say that." He ended up. Uh, his alone time. Well, of course, Dale's alone time with Claire. They make out the entire time and talk about how great the other one is. Then this Riley guy, he does something weird, like let's pretend we're at prom and slow dancing to a boys to men song. And somehow he's the one that gets the date rose. Of course. I'm not sure what that was about. When he said boys to men, Claire was like, oh, that was my favorite song when I was 30. Mm <laughs> Let's go back a little farther. Maybe Foreigner was playing. <laughs> Journey, maybe. <laughs> maybe Bon Jovi. We're not going any more forth than that. Oh, was, Bon Jovi. So, but but you know what really annoyed me about that whole? She comes in. And she says, basically, you know, I'm the bachelorette. I won't be disrespected. Nobody disrespects me. I'm Claire. You know, mm-hmm. she gives me that whole speech. A couple of the guys are really put off. But then a couple of them stand up and this just blatant, just kissing session starts. Yeah. And they're just placating her and enabling that behavior. And, you know, when, when you start a relationship off like that, oh, yeah. it's going to go bad any direction you take it. Because she's going to expect that. And then it, ugh, what a nightmare. Oh, yeah. And also, I forgot about this. Whenever she's in that moment of, uh, 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 and so then some of the guys, including the stalker Zach, that I think is straight up there to boil her bunny, she comes, she, he comes, he's like, okay, well, let's go somewhere. And she goes, well, no, I need a da 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 da. And then the yeah. other Zach comes up and he's like, I'd like to take it. No. And yeah. then Dale stands up and has a soliloquy and he goes, may I take you to, and she goes, yes. So yeah. she, I mean, she even rejects those two Zacks over there. And Jordan also, whenever she came back with Bennett, he said, oh, can I take you now? And she's like, no, I have something to say to everybody. But did, then she ends up leaving with Dale. Surprise, surprise. I felt bad that um, Bennett got 30 seconds and then he had to like wait wherever he was for yeah. probably an hour and a half <laughs> to figure out. <laughs> He was probably sweating in his Belgian loafers. 
Did he you was see sweating. Did he you was see the sweating. outfit he had on? When, yes, uh, I did. <laughs> when he was running back for his gift. Oh yeah. Uh, he looked like he was going to play shuffleboard on the Lido deck, <laughs> some cruise ship, or you know, go yachting in the Hamptons or something. I mean, good lord. Uh, I still think he looks like the, um, you know, villain in an '80s movie or something like that. Who's yeah, in high yeah. school, but he's 38. <laughs> yeah, he's like James Spader in Yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, but Is not as mean. Blaine? Yes, B- yeah. Blaine. No, no, no. That's the guy she likes. I can't. That's remember Andrew McCarthy. Name. Yes, yeah. I can't remember. Blaine is an appliance. Okay, let's go on to the next one-on-one, which again, hella uncomfortable. Remind was, me who was that one? Oh, it was Jason, the oh, one God, who was the football guy. player who lost um, all the weight. Now going into this date. How would you describe Jason, just knowing him from episode one? What 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 are a few adjectives you would use? I think didn't I describe him as a chucklehead? You like did? super nice guy. Yes. I mean, yeah, happy go lucky. There you nice go. Guy. Now I know Fun. Where you're going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where am I going with this? Talk about a soul crushing <laughs> date. These guys give way too much information in their packet or whatever when they're applying for the show. I mean, can you imagine? It's like. It's, it's probably like page three of the application after name and, you know, you won't sue us. Right. Page three. In great detail, <laughs> please describe the worst experience of your childhood, uh-huh. including the residual fear you have remaining from that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You have three pages. Well, and see, bless his heart, going into it, he receives a letter or a note from Claire that says, hey, we're going to do this really great day. But before you get here, I, I want you to write a letter to your younger self. Yeah. And that's all the prompt was. And so we're yeah. all looking at each other. I mean, and Laura made a really good point. She's like, it just says a letter. It doesn't say spill your guts, Jason. Right. Just, hey, dude, wasn't Nintendo great once upon a time? You know, I, just. What would you say to your younger self? I would say stuff like um, bend over a lot because your back's going to hurt really bad one day. <laughs> um, I would say um, don't worry about what your haircut looks like. No one's going to care. Um, work out more, drink less. Okay. That's uh, great. And then stay single as long as you possibly no. can. Um, yeah, I would, that's, I, I wouldn't say, you know, what he said. What he said was obviously pretty traumatizing, but worse than that, when he gets to the date, which is an outdoor fire pit in the desert i guess there wasn't any food that i could see so, it's like 40 yards off the resort it's like exactly behind the, the dumpsters <laughs> exactly <laughs> so good somebody's news gonna good be news in a yard on today. the bad news is the lighting is only good within downwind from the the dumpster bin in the resort looking to down from the quarto day fiesta do you think somebody's gonna be in a yurt by the end of this <laughs> I think Maybe. so. Remember when they were in that yurt that time and you said, where's the bathroom? Yeah. That was, <laughs> it was, it was that a dune? Yeah. It was a fancy <laughs> date in the sand. They're in a yurt. Was, yeah. Wasn't that Peter? Who was that? Peter and Kelly? No. It was a long time ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it was before Ari, but oh my gosh, it was such a great point because you said, where's the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> it's over that dune and there's this whole little city of... Oh my God, I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard. There's just a shovel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hope they're in a yurt. 
no, you're you're mistaken. Peter was in the windmill with all the oh, condoms. Okay. Yeah, Fair that's enough. different from a yurt. Okay, yeah. so poor Jason, he's in the desert, and he has his sad letter. But first, <laughs> she gives him a big piece of tile, and with a marker, he has to write down everything horrible anybody has ever said about him I know. on it's, this tile. Was, you know, these are like... um. These are clearly their therapy exercises, yes. you know, like, uh, okay, great session, Jason. Listen, um, I know you got to get back to work, but here's what I want you to do for your homework for the next time. Right. I want you to write a letter to your younger self. And then we're going to talk about it in the confines of therapy. All of this is yeah, a this professional, is mm-hmm. right? Uh, the doctor patient privilege applies and you won't have to ever tell anybody about this. Now they've taken that exercise <laughs> and they've put it on national TV Yeah, and they've blindsided him with it. Yes. You and know? he, uh, but uh, I mean, <laughs> He he takes it seriously and he writes. Whatever him. happened to that guy was clearly awful. Yes, um, and, and we, thought, we don't find out. You could tell she wanted to know, but she she wasn't ready to ask because she was making him tell all the bad things about his life, and he was doing it in code. But still, it was sad. I, I was waiting for. I, I was yelling at the TV. I'm like, "Don't say it! Don't say it!" Because you know what? That's not something. Look, this guy's clearly going home. Yeah. You know, he's going to have to go back to his life, and I, I just. That was yeah. very gratuitous, and I thought and it was a shame. I, yes, and I, <laughs> I thought two things. You're not going to understand this because you don't watch Friends, but there's a character in there called Fun Bobby. Yeah, no, I, I oh, I you do Friends. know Fun Bobby. Fun Bobby is so much fun because he drinks all the time, and yeah. then they take away his alcohol, and he's no longer Fun Bobby. He yeah. felt like the aftermath of Fun Bobby. His whole entire face fell. His eyes got squinty. His shoulder slumped. The, and this was a first date. What a crappy first yeah. date. It was horrible. And then, and then she's thinking she's doing this wonderful thing for him. Look, we're going to write all the horrible things people said about us. And, you know, she would say something. He would say something. Now, hers were a little bit more surface. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. you're too needy. And his was like, you're a horrible person who's never yeah. going to eat. What? And then they get to crash it against the rocks. And oh, which solves, look, which solves uh, let everything. it go. Yeah, let solves it go. Everything. It solves everything. And then at the end, well, then he has to read his dang letter, which is sad. That's, you know, round two. And then at the end, she pulls her dress out from when she won Pablo and told him, I never want to. And she said, and again, this is all about her. I was just, what? She pulls out this dress and says she wants to burn it in symbolism mm-hmm. that she's not that, you know, whatever. And they burn it, and he just looks sad and defeated. Yeah. And she's feeling great because of all of this cleansing that has gone on. And you know I thought, it's... if she does not give him a rose, yeah, she is. Let it go, let it go. I am one with the wind and sky. Let it go, let it go. You'll never see me cry. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, I felt the same way, but let me give you a male perspective. Um, if I'm in that situation and let's just, let's just say I choose to participate and Mm -hmm. not lie, you know, um, about what my haunted past was on national TV. Um, whenever you're on a date with a woman who wants you to admit all about your troubled past and then 
she takes out a memento from a former relationship and throws it in the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, you should picture all of your belongings put in a trash bag yeah. and burning on the curb when you guys break up. Right. Yeah. Because that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, She's got to cleanse of that relationship. Yeah. And remember, maladaptive coping strategies, I think, is the proper way to, uh, <laughs> I think that's the way the, um, <laughs> the psychology, <laughs> yeah, that psychology notebook classifies that. Um, so she's clearly learned all this in the therapy that they made her take before the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and now she's nice enough to share it with a, a guy who up until this point was relatively happy. <sighs> I know. Uh, Bless his heart. I'm just going back to his room and crying. And crying, yes. And wondering, (laughs) what am I doing here? What does it all mean? (laughs) In his tears with his rose. (laughs) Poor guy. That was horrible. That was, again, that was awkward in a different way than the Romeo and Juliet date. Well, Uh, here's my question to you Would you rather do that or naked dodgeball? I think I'd rather do that because you're in control. I mean, naked dodgeball, it is what it is. You get hit with a ball, you're taking your underwear off. There, you can at least, you know, hedge your bets and say, well, my dog died. That's you know, true. Ate, you know? <laughs> I, I use Q-tips after I get out of the shower. It's... I almost hurt my eardrum once and I cried for a week. And my mother told me I was foolish. And then she wouldn't hug me ever again. <laughs> oh, that is a true statement. I did not like, think about it that so way. Yeah, You're horrible. in here's so a... much more control whenever you get to talk about your your yeah. younger self and the yeah. horrible things that were said uh, to you. Mm. Wouldn't it wouldn't it be great if you had just gone, why is this any of your business at this point in the relationship? <laughs> I thought we should shouldn't we like climb a bridge and figure out what we're afraid of generally, as opposed to what's really Deep down, it's the first day. Take for some leap of loud. faith. What is the deal? Let's talk about the last group date where the phrase "I want a man who has balls" was uttered maybe four times. I'm not sure. Four. Come 17? on. Seventeen. Okay. I'm gonna go with forty, and it was it was funny. None of those times. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I actually find now look. I actually found myself, and this is how bad the date was, longing for Fred Willard. Mm-hmm. God rest his soul. And I'm sure he was looking down from above, happy he wasn't part of this. Right. And what are they called? What are the rubber balls called? Dodgeball? Rubber balls? What do I say? (laughs) What? Yeah, dodgeballs. The dodgeballs? People know what that is. Those red rubber dodgeballs. And she's flinging them at them, whatever, and they're trying to catch them. And so, obviously, competition is a big thing with guys, and they're all excited. And, yay, we're going to play dodgeball. But then she makes this big deal of, I'm going to up the ante. We're going to play strip dodgeball. And the the team who's naked at the end has to take a walk of shame back home. And the yeah. other people get to come to the cocktail party with me. And I really think maybe half of them sort of looked around like, really? This is what we're doing? Yeah. But maybe they thought, okay, well, I signed a contract. Here we go. I don't care. I don't, well, I don't know. Have, they were told, hey, you signed a contract. <laughs> right. You, you better it. care. And so then... They all have what is it like? I don't know. Is it? It's not a thong because their butts were showing. It's no, those a are jock, called jock straps. Jock strap that mm-hmm. was bedazzled. So I'm sure that felt great. And well, then it was a red team and a blue team, and whoever lost that team had to remove an article of clothing. Were you confused as to why Blake seemed to be um, supporting his athletic supporter? 
Or Blake, is that the yeah? That's the guy with the beard, Bearded right? Blake? Yeah. What? I don't know what you mean. Well, if you watch the video, the oh, other guys in Jarchester kind of walking around. Blake seemed to be oh. covering up his um. Maybe manliness. he was spilling out of it. I don't know. <laughs> How do they work? <laughs> I can't undo that visual. All right, let's just assume he was quote <laughs> spilling out of it. Go on, Lindsay. Tell us about the date. <laughs> Maybe the rhinestones were chafing. Yeah. So yeah, they have one team has red, the other have blue, and yeah. and we we soon learn that the blue team is terrible at dodgeball. Yes. Uh, very, and they very lose bad. Three in a row. Uh-huh. Um, shirts, uh, socks, and then shorts. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then to add to the humiliation, they're forced to walk back to the room where. All of them were so humiliated that they walk in and proceed to sit on the couch in their jock straps. <laughs> and put a cushion in front of their yeah. junk. Bennett looked uh, especially uh, disturbed by yes. the presence of someone's uh, bare buttocks on his uh, <laughs> his couch. Um, yeah, I thought, I mean, we're going to talk about that date. I, I, I think, um, I haven't gone online yet, but I'm sure that the standard is, you know, this is terrible. What if it were women? And yeah. We can say anything about it, but... The other date, the one we just talked about with um, Peter, where the women were forced to either wrestle or pillow fight right. in the ring, it was horrible. Right, right. I this, uh, I still remember. I still remember the one from the farmer season, only because I remember Ashley Iconetti being a contestant, and they were in L.A. and they had fake snow and they were snow skiing down a street in their bikinis. I remember that. So yeah, I think there's a. This show has clearly, clearly crossed the line on. Well, we're going to have some fun on a date and right. be silly to right. we're just going to gratuitously show, you know, yeah. naked people. Right. And then, you know, to make matters worse or to stand out from the naked crowd, a couple of them even go as far as to take their jock straps off just to be mm-hmm. crude. And then they all decide to hug her and, you know, giggle, giggle, hee, hee, hee. And then, that, like yep. you say, they have to walk off and walk of shame. And so then she has five guys who she gets to have the cocktail party with. And so they're all excited. The thing you need to know is that she has a fun little time with Easy, and then she makes out pretty hardcore with Chasen, who ends up mm. getting the group tape. But Are you getting a Val Kilmer vibe from him? No. <laughs> I am. Should I? Okay, you know, like, I'm going to yeah, look like next time. Like Iceman Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer? Uh, yeah, a little, yeah. Okay. Iceman Val Kilmer, a little bit, a little bit of a Val Kilmer vibe from him. All right. I will look at that and see. That is I think interesting. it's the, the eyes, eyes up. Okay. The eyes up. Yeah. Yeah. Not the mouth, but, but the eyes he, up he, and the, and the hybrid hair paste. Yeah. And he certainly doesn't, um, he doesn't seem like he has much of a personality. I agree. But, um, he's a good looking dude. Yeah. He was, he, I think he knows how to make out. And so she was like, well, hello. And gave him the date rose. Here's what we need to talk about though. Meanwhile, back where the naked guys are on the the couches and explaining to the other guys who are laughing hysterically, I laughed hysterically in a way that was like, do not sit on the couch, do not sit on the couch, no, 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 and they did anyway. Mm -hmm. Are you an exhibitionist? Would you have sat on the couch naked at your own home in the comfort of your own home? No, I'm not one of those guys. I don't don't, uh, flaunt my nudity. Okay, good to know. I think that Blake was very upset about it all. He goes to his little room and he gets dressed and then he shows up at the party. And the Mm -hmm. reason why he shows up at that party and crashes it is because he was just um, praised 
the episode before for being the guy who reached out to her during quarantine and it meant everything to her. So mm. he's thinking, hey, she likes that. I want to spend time with her. I haven't even talked to her since that moment. So he goes and crashes. He he literally says, hey, can I steal her away for a minute from teeny tiny Jay, who ended up being a great dodgeball player, by the yeah. way. And by the way, best line ever. Um, yes. Didn't you do lose? It. Didn't you lose? <laughs> like, why are you here? <laughs> and Claire's reaction is, wait a minute. And so Jay leaves and of course immediately goes and tattles. And so Blake is there and he's saying, I know you appreciate these kind of things. And I thought, and Claire's reaction is very much, mm, I don't know about this. I don't know. And then all the guys come out because they want to say, hey, dude, bro, what's going on? And it's exactly what you said. They're wanting, she loves it because there's so much kerfuffle around her and yay. Well, yeah. So then there was the sword measuring contest. (laughs) It's like, hey, what are you doing here? We won dodgeball. Um, And Blake's, I thought it was funny, his reaction. He knew he was in for it because he just buries his hand in his face. Everyone likes him, but they sort of had to draw the line, right? He's He's not the bad guy. Um, but he wasn't but, you know, following t- the rules. And then whenever she's like, guys, guys, just let me let me talk to him for just a minute. Right. And then she says, I think it's disrespectful for you to be here. So I'm going to get up and I'm going to go with them. And he leans in for a kiss and she denies it. Yeah. So th- that's this is the problem is she's so the message is so inconsistent. It's like I want someone who will fight for me. And oh, Blake, congratulations for breaking the rules. And then he shows up the next week, does exactly what she asked for. Yep. He shows some initiative. He breaks the rules. And then he almost gets punished for it. And you know she got called in by her handler and was like, dude, you handled that wrong. You got to give the guy a a courtesy rose as soon as possible, which is what she ultimately ended up doing. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. See, I don't think that was right. No. But the handler, I mean, the handler, you know, is wanting to shake it up and, you know, oh, we need some drama in here, extra drama. It didn't work. It didn't it, work. It didn't work. And, and she, because she, it looks like he's, he's totally messed up and he, he goes back to the cabana, head down, yeah. Charlie Brown music playing. And this then was... at the rose ceremony, she takes him aside at the very beginning. It's like, Blake, let's talk, you and me. And she acts like this is not a good thing and I did not like it, but I appreciate Here's it. Here's yeah. a reward. And here I'm giving you, she even gets a rose before the rose ceremony and then of course he has to walk out and everybody sees well he's been rewarded for breaking the rules and so that's when someone said i'm at, i think it was easy saying yeah okay it's kind of like every man for themselves now we're not gonna yep. play nice yeah and then uh yosef um goes yes. off the deep end is like hey we're gonna have a chat i'm not real impressed i've seen some red flags and i thought hasn't it everyone else seen the exact same thing yeah they don't care you no know, it makes mm-hmm. sense. She she's a mess. I, I think she's clearly um, she's trying to manipulate them in a way or maybe she's following instructions and trying to be provocative or something. But clearly she's sending mixed signals and mm-hmm. you can just see it rippling through the group. There's nobody that really feels comfortable with what she wants or Except for Dale. I don't think p- people feel like they can't really be honest. They have to be different than who they are. And mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Different from who they are. Yes, yes. Great segue into Brandon. (laughs) This is beautiful. (laughs) My favorite part. So after Blake sulks away, Brandon is sort of lingering and she says, hey, you're upset. And he goes, well, yeah. Well, let's sit here and talk. 
And so you would think they're going to talk about, you know, how are you, of course, Claire, how are you feeling? How did this make you right. feel? Would you like to write a letter to your younger self? And Thank he, you so much <laughs> for pulling me aside. I really appreciate it. You know, and then she's like, well, let's talk about what you know about me. Right. He says, I just, I'm really excited that it was you because I, I really, I, I knew it was going to be you and, and I, I was excited to be on the show and Claire being Claire, I don't think she's trying to catch him in anything. It's just her being herself. Well, what what do you like about me? And he uh, swallows very hard and says, <laughs> "You could see him sweating. You're like, uh-oh. beautiful. You're attractive." And she said, "Yeah. You know, what else? Well, you, you know, I don't really know you that well." And she goes, "Wait, but if you knew beforehand that it yeah. was me." And you were excited about it, then you would know something. Well, I haven't had a chance to get to know you yet. Well, no, that doesn't make sense. So then she caught him in a light and bless Brandon's heart. I mean, powerful, independent. Uh, you work hard. You seem very passionate. He could have made up anything in the right. moment and he could not get there. So she kicks him out. Yeah. Mind if I walk you out? Sure. No problem. <laughs> I mean, at that point, you know, he was backed into a corner unfairly, I think. Mm. Um, well, but yeah, mm. well, who knows? You know, half those guys there couldn't tell her anything about herself. Not at all. Because but, she almost she almost caught Jason in that as well, because he said he was really excited for you. And, oh, did you watch the season? And he said, no, but I've seen all of the, you know, at the end where you were really powerful and you stood up for yourself. And I admire that. See, that's where he should have gone. But I don't think Brandon even knew that. But just didn't, none of it rang true. And I think he realized he was cooked at that moment. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, the, all right, well. Here we go. Bye. And at the very the f- very end, she goes and finds Dale and gives him, a, I don't know, some sort of eye mask and let's finish the physical touch, love language like it should have been. And that was the entire last five minutes of mm-hmm. the show. Do so, you know what I miss, though? What? I miss the fat guy in the leather hat taking the suitcase. I thought it would have been a really appropriate time when when she kicked that Brandon guy out. Yeah. Surely surely he's there somewhere and it'll be, it'll be soon that we get to see him. But I don't see anybody packing up their suitcases though. I hope he has a leather mask that matches his (laughs) leather hat. does this Polly on the side it's embroidered hey let's last thing we didn't have a rose ceremony surprise surprise but we do know that Chasen has a rose Riley has a rose and Jason has a rose and now bearded Blake has a rose we I don't know how many people are gonna fall off after this but I guess that will be the beginning of episode well, three. Well, it looks like all of them, if you look. If you yeah, look at the... they're all very upset about how things are going down. So it does. Here's here's the other thing, too, I wanted to point out um, really quickly. When she's talking to Bearded Blake at the end where she's giving him that rose, she says, I don't want you to worry. I don't want you to feel bad. I want you to feel confident. Well, that's mean because you and I both know she loves Blake. I mean, she... Dale. You and I both. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. You and I both know like, she loves Dale, and so and like, that's. Listen, I really appreciate you coming out, and you know, with your beard, you combed it before you mm-hmm, came. That's apparent mm-hmm. because I showed you on camera combing your beard, and I appreciate you coming and breaking the rules. And I just have one question for you. <clears throat> yes, Dale, will you accept this rose? <laughs> 
Blake. My name is Blake. My name's Blake. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Will you go give this rose to Dale? <laughs> you go give this? <laughs> I need you to do me a very special favor. <laughs> you see this rose? Okay. Um, let's talk Claire. I know you have several thoughts about her. I do. What? I what? I don't. I don't know how to form the question or this or the sentence. It's well, it feels it very erratic. Um, erratic's not the word. She's, I think, unstable is mm. the word. She's clearly not in control of her own emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, she thinks that she knows the proper way to act in a relationship. Um, be assertive. You know, stand up for yourself. She's given us two very important pieces of information uh, that I think that probably say all we need to know. One is that her father died very young, so that's a horrible traumatic event that has, you know, ripple effect into her adulthood. Clearly it has. And then she says a series of what she classifies as emotionally abusive relationships. I mean, she's clearly scarred. And, you know, frankly, it would be more interesting to have her give us 10 weeks of therapy and have her work on herself than it is to work all this stuff out or attempt to work this stuff out on camera. I just, it's at a certain point, it's sad to me. Mm -hmm. Um, There are moments where it's entertaining, but where she's clearly way out of her depth and she's really digging herself a hole in some of these relationships. It's really, I don't think it's entertaining to me. It's almost sad. And I'll give an example. Like Yosef clearly next week is very honest with her and tells her off um, and says, you know, I don't respect you. You're humiliating me or whatever he's going to say. I will guarantee you that's the most honest discussion she will have with any of these guys Mm -hmm. over the course of this. And she should respect that. But what we're going to get is the reason I don't, you know, I'm the oldest bachelorette is because of guys like that. Yosef's going to be painted as the bad guy when I guarantee you what comes out of his mouth is going to be brutally honest. Well, and it is going to be brutally honest, but I think why she's so mad is because he's the one that says, I expected more from the oldest bachelorette. Well, so that's a dig that she's irritated at. I will say though, what he's saying is true. Even that part where he said, Noah wouldn't have taken off my shorts. I have a daughter. I don't want her to turn on the, TV or see on YouTube her dad's bare butt. No, I, I wouldn't have done it. But right. that's really easy to say when you're not there and they're not hanging the contract in front of you saying, eh, but you signed a contract that said you yeah. had. Well, yeah, look, they all sign up for this, right? And yeah. I think, um, yeah, they including have Claire. That. Yeah. <laughs> including Claire. Yeah. She signed her, up for issues. it for those three weeks. You know, that's what I said. I, my, my thing was, I think it's going to be three weeks. Do you think Dale really likes Claire. Can you get it's a read on to, that? Look, I don't think he's there for the wrong reasons. I think he's frankly surprised to be in the situation he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's probably taking it from one-on-one to one-on-one. You know, okay. I don't know if he knows yet. Okay. Um, but I think, look, there's a certain mystique to, um, and a certain validation. Any person in that situation has to get from being quote chosen, right? Like she's, she's the prize. And, it, you know, it, it's it's like, um, you know, meeting a girl at uh, 159 in the morning when the bar's getting ready to close. You know, everybody's pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the next morning when, you know, the lights are on, you think, wow, this looks a lot different than I thought it did 12 hours ago. But um, so I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't know. I think he's there probably to have a good time and see what happened. And he's all of a sudden been foisted into this position as front runner, number one, you're my husband. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if she sat him down and said, the first second I saw you, I knew you were my husband. We would see um, his NFL 40 speed 
to the front of the wet driveway. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> it really is crazy to say. And Jason would be going, take me with you. Take me <laughs> with you. <laughs> I'll block for you. I'll block for you. <laughs> Hey, thank y'all for listening. I want you guys to go to my website, click on the link for our bachelor bracket we're doing with last night's games. The rules are a little bit different this year. I have no idea what I'm doing, and that makes it super fun. But we'd love for you to play along. Also, if you want to read a recap of this episode, you can find that on the website, too. Keep clicking. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and let us know your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, be kind out there. Until we're together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever. God bless you, please. This is Robinson. Heaven holds a place for